0: Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, hosted by yours truly, Scott Howell, and the incomparable Bradley Flowers. For agents, by agents, we're here to share real-life experiences, tips, and insights related to all aspects of both being an insurance agent and running a successful agency. So sit back, turn up the volume, and let's get down to business. Insurance agents from around the world. My name is Scott Howell, your host of the Insurance Guys Podcast. I'm the agency owner of I Protect Insurance and Financial Services, located in Huntsville, Alabama. Our mission on this show is to help insurance agents, you guys, in any way that we can with your business. And today I am joined by a great American, a fantastic insurance agent, first team all American. From Mobile, Alabama, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the incomparable Bradley Flowers. How are you doing today, Scott? Man, I'm doing fantastic. Guys, we've got a great episode for you today. And I am so excited today to be joined by somebody that uh, is known as a thought leader in the insurance industry, Getting ready to go to the Agent 21 conference with Mr. Gary Vaynerchuk. If anybody knows Gary, and I'm sure all of you do, I want to introduce, He he's the founder of, of Paradiso Financial and Insurance Services, has a social media marketing program, and guy's actually probably, I, I guess, Bradley, an, an expert in the social media space. You could say so. Aimed at teaching other agencies how to survive and thrive in today's insurance marketing world. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Chris Paradiso. Chris, thank you for being on today, man.
1: Thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess
0: to start out with, let's talk just a little bit. How did you get involved with the Agent 2021 program that Gary Vaynerchuk and his team have put together? How did you get involved in that? Where, you know, tell, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, I've been a follower of Gary V for quite some time. I love his style. I love what he has to say. What people that don't know Gary Vee, you really should get to know him because he's just very raw. And it doesn't doesn't mean uh, that we have to foul his lead, but there's so much we can learn from him. And we had an interesting conversation with his assistant saying, you know, hey, in the insurance field, you can't always – Get off saying some of the things he gets away with saying. Mm-hmm, and I, right. you know, uh, at Inc. 5000, uh, he's infamous for saying, you know, how many of you peeps in this room, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, treat social media like a 19 year old dude trying to score on the first date? Right. And so his approach is very real Mm -hmm. it you know it's it's there's just a lot to learn from him it doesn't mean that we have to get by some of his swears and his cuss words Mm -hmm. and his profanity but at the end of the day if you listen to his ideas and his thought he's beyond brilliant and there's a reason why he took his family's business from three to 50 million but Mm -hmm. um i was fortunate enough to get a referral and his assistant called me and said hey we would really like to have you we'd like to put you on a panel and we just want to make sure you're going to be as real as real can be when it comes to Hardcore marketing, not sugarcoating the things you did. We failed at things that we're doing, but been very fortunate to even have some of his stuff, uh some of my stuff retweeted by Jeffrey Ginnemore and him. So you know, these are the guys that I look up to. If you don't know Jeffrey Ginnemore, he's like the the Gary V of marketing but jeffrey's in the, into the sales caffeine mm-hmm. he's into the sales tips but these guys are some of my idols I follow these guys regularly listen to them listen to their podcasts uh read their books there's just a tremendous amount to learn so had the absolute pleasure of speaking with his assistant and looking forward to meeting him in a week and a half like I said he's a, he's an idol of mine so very 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 fortunate to be able and be asked to be a part of his agent 2021.
2: Chris just to add just to throw you a bone here it's is when I first heard about the conference unfortunately I'm going to be heading to Costa Rica a week later to get married and I'm not going to be able to be there but I was like you know this this is perfect for our industry and and the very first thing I did is I, I went to the website and said let's look and see who the insurance people are and you were the first name I saw and and I thought to myself, I said, "Gosh, that just that just makes so much sense that that Chris is going to be there." So, uh, hats off to you! I'm I'm really really uh, excited for you and happy for you to be there. Well, Appreciate
1: it. like this is a notch on my belt more for me than for sharing with the world because when you know you get a guy that you really I don't want to say I I idolize I just love his thought process. I, I I take a lot of his marketing to a different extreme, but love to listen to him. It's It's his idealism and how he puts things. And sometimes Mm -hmm. something so simple can strike you with taking a marketing idea, but it's the simplicity of what he says. He's Mm -hmm. just real.
2: Right. Gary changed my social media three years ago or actually four years ago, almost four years ago. Now I read Jab, 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 Right Hook and so many insurance agents and Scott and I have talked about this on the podcast Every social media post is, call me for a quote, and the, the concept of give, 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 and then ask, doing that in an industry where nobody else is doing that, just, just something that simple can make a huge difference.
1: No question. But, you know, to give is an easy word to say. But I think as human beings, I think we're, as a whole, a very selfish, uh, narcissistic society. So when he says give, 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 I think it's easy for some generations and for certain people being raised that want to give. Right. But I do think, you know, a lot of people don't know how to give. And mm-hmm. Gary V is the ultimate giver. Absolutely brilliant marketing guy. It's, like I said, he took his family's business from three to $50 million in several years.
2: And, and just watching the way... That he interacts with people that he runs into on the street on that vlog. I mean, you can learn so much just from that.
1: Absolutely. Just watch him on Twitter or. Listen to him on his podcast. There's just so much. The guy is always speaking knowledge. And, you know, he's one of those interesting guys. Um, he very, very uh, often talks about how he hangs around with people smarter than him, better than him. Isn't that what makes a great president or a great leader of any business? That's absolutely uh, you right. you got to hang around with smarter people than you are and, and not not be afraid to admit that you're hanging around with smarter people to, that are going to help you make you better. So anybody that doesn't know Gary Vee, highly recommend you to pick up his book and, and or follow his podcast. His blogs, he's just got so much out there.
0: Oh, he's, he's tough not to find. Chris, Chris let, me, let me say this. When I was doing research on you this morning, I spent about an hour learning as much as I could about Chris Paradiso. And here's what struck me, and I want you to – this absolutely amazed me. I was looking on some of your stuff online, and I saw some quotes that you had and the parallels between things that you say and, and things that you've been quoted as saying – and things that I tell my people all the time in my agency, uh, and I'm going to throw a couple of them out here at you, I I was absolutely amazed at the parallels between the two of us. And and the first one was, you really got two choices. You can work on the business, or you can work in the business. And that's something that I tell agents all the time, is when you get into this business, of course, when everybody gets started, you have to work in the business. You don't have a choice. But at some point in time... You have to make that decision. Or Am I going to work on the business and continue to grow and kind of, kind of let go of some of, the, some, some of these responsibilities? Or am I going to continue to write policies and stay small and, and stay kind of a boutique agency? And I, I, I was just amazed at some of the, the similarities and some of the quotes that you and I have, uh, you know, ha- have a common theme with. That, that really struck me this morning.
1: The, the one thing I would say, though, there are agents that do want to stay small, and I'm not Absolutely. criticizing them. But Absolutely. those that want to grow have to think differently than the way they're thinking as in answering the phones, changing an automobile, doing the things that are in the business versus on the business. I'm not criticizing those that want to stay small. Right. I'm just saying that there's so many people that want to grow their business that are looking for help. But they're at the end of the day, they need to look in the mirror and realize that they're stuck in the business. You have to make a conscious Effort to step outside the business and work on your business versus in it, and that's that's really what I'm saying. I just want to be careful that um, because there are a lot of smaller agents that I have a lot of respect for, absolutely, that 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 only have want to have one or two employees. Let me tell you something, I get more gray hair every day. the more the more employees you have
0: that's right it's not
1: easy you are going you are going to get more gray hair and you're going to have more stress and and more aggravation but that's a part of growth isn't it
0: absolutely and let let me ask you and I want to get in the meat and potatoes of this podcast right now so here we are it's January of 2018 and you more than anybody else that I could probably have on this podcast I want to get some thoughts from you on where we are today, January of 2018, in ways that insurance agents that may be listening to this podcast can really grow their business in in the social media space in terms of where we are, what works, what doesn't work, what you're seeing in terms of changes that have taken place in the last 24 months. Give us some of your thoughts on that. I, that really interests me and especially your perspective on that.
1: I would say where the industry stands and would dep- determine on how I'm going to answer that. And let Mm -hmm. me just explain what I mean. The industry stands very stagnant and you're seeing uh, across the country agencies in the IA channel going bye-bye. Uh, they're going bye-bye of one of a couple reasons. One, they're being purchased. Uh-huh. And why are they being purchased? Are they purchased because of age? Yeah, that's one answer. Uh, but there's an awful lot in uh, the two purchases that we made this uh, last year in 17, and we're about to make one in 18, are all of agencies, of agency owners that are under the age of 40. What's happening with the reduced commission is the squeezing of the smaller agent. Um, so with that being said, there is a lot of opportunity, and you're going to either grow uh, one or two ways or you're gonna do a combination so with that being said, I would say if you're gonna grow your business first and foremost you can grow by buying agencies which in most cases means overpaying mm-hmm. uh, be- because it's very difficult to compete with the brown and browns and mm-hmm. and the you know the big boys in the industry they, if they you know especially commercial if if it's a commercial agency up for sale, you're spending money in order to get it right right so you can purchase and you can grow or you can imply a strategy Of social and digital with print being included so I really think those are the only two options you have Mm -hmm. you're either gonna put a marketing strategy together which is gonna include uh, social digital and print uh, marketing and or you're gonna purchase right there is no there's (laughs) you know there's no real other ways of growth with the Commission's continuing being reduced Mm -hmm. contingency bonuses not being there due to weather patterns that we have no control over Mm -hmm. so You really have to analyze it. And my approach for the last seven to eight years was no acquisitions, not even focused on it, just growth uh, from marketing. Now my growth is a combination. Mm -hmm. What can I grow by acquisition? Hopefully buying at the right price. But if I'm buying an agency, what can I do to keep um, that agent who is going to be selling on? So I don't mind paying two times, even a little bit more, if I'm going to be able to keep that agent on. (laughs) So that we're going to be able to gain some of that money back. But I'm not going to compete against the Brown and Browns at two to two and a half times of an agency owner who's 67 who wants out.
2: Is that the same formula you would advise most people as far as start with the marketing and then then eventually graduate to the acquisition
1: side of it? I think – and I've been very fortunate – To purchase smaller agencies, I I can tell you I have made mistakes, but I've learned. And if you're going to go and you're going to just start in your one, two, three, four, five years in the business and and you're acquiring, Make sure you hire the Chris Burrins of the industry. Mm. Chris Burrins, Burrins & Associates, absolutely brilliant man out of uh, his association. It's just they're, they're very, very, very sharp. Uh, don't try to do it alone. Don't try to say, OK, there's $200,000 commission. I'm going to pay you no more than $400,000. do not do that. That can get you in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. I would recommend you to grow organically before you purchase. Mm. But if you have bank role and you can get interest rates very low and or get money if you know some, some families are – investing in or getting behind you. That's different. I still feel very strong that you should grow uh, organically because I think you need processes and procedures in place before you purchase.
0: We're going to get to that in one second because I want to talk about that. First of all, Chris Bur- Buran, you mentioned his name. What, what, Who is he with? What does he do exactly? Because I just want to understand that.
1: He's one of the brains in the industry, I would say. Okay. Um, he analyzes your business if you want to sell your business. He also analyzes the business if you're going to purchase a business. He also structures deals if it's partnership, how to get one partner out if you know if they're trying to work one out or if it's If it's family members, he's really involved in in the actual overview of what a book of business is worth Mm -hmm. and, or what your business is worth and how to get, get it done to be profitable. He also runs a small group, a mastermind group that's um, has very, 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 I was able to speak at it in Texas three years ago, highly, highly, highly successful uh, agents in there that get in there and they just pound it out for two days. And it was, it was very interesting speaking to the group Mm -hmm. um, because I had the ability to stay in there for the day and listen. And it was, it was fascinating. So he also, runs a group like that too.
0: Do you happen to know the name of his particular business or I guess people can just look it up on Google?
1: Yeah, it's it's Burrand, B-U-R-A-N-D and Associates out of Denver, Colorado. If you Google Burrand and Associates, Denver, Colorado, Mm -hmm. Chris Burrand will pop up. Right.
0: Agents that are listening to this right now, anybody looking to Buy sell, thinking about maybe maybe even going through a divorce some some situation like that, family member, you need to get your agency you know valued or, or talk to somebody who really knows their stuff. It sounds like Chris may be the guy that that you need to contact and uh and I'm sure they can help you do that I guess moving, sure, okay. yeah moving forward from that let's talk a little bit about social media, particularly talk about the small to mid sized agencies or maybe exclusive agents or maybe guys who've just started. What's your opinion on those guys, guys like Bradley and myself, who we've been doing it a long time. We're still not a $50 to $100 million agency, and we do a lot of the personal branding of ourselves. We do a lot of uh, social media and different platforms. Where where are you at here in January of 2018 on what's working and what's not working in that space?
1: The first step I would tell everybody is um, if you haven't done a brand guide, you need a brand guide before you do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you're going to have success in social or digital, or print, or even growth in any forms of marketing. And I know there's a lot of agencies that don't have any marketing budget. But the first thing you got to start with is a brand guide. If you don't start with a brand guide, uh, it's going to delay the growth. Mm-hmm. But we started with a brand guide with the intention of branding twenty for 24 months. What does that mean? that means that 90 to 95% of all of our posts whether they were organic and or boosted whether it's on personal page uh-huh. or on on business page uh-huh. we're going to spend 90 to 95 no less than 90 no more than 95 of every 100 posts are going to be branded branded meaning they're going to stay within our brand they're not going to discuss insurance uh-huh. so 24 months of that is a long time and a lot of people say, well, what's the value of that? Well, as of January of this year, uh, we, we are now 60-40 moving forward. Forty percent of our posts are going to be insurance related. We are honing in on specific strategy of who we want to write.
2: So what you're doing is you're slowly winning that audience over before trying to sell them insurance, basically, correct. correct?
1: What we're trying to do is build a relationship and date before we hold hands or do anything else. Right. So in 24 months is a long time. I I do work with an outside firm, and they were content that our brand was built after 18, that we were very comfortable. I still felt we needed a little bit more. That's why we went 24 months. And now we're really honed in uh, with 40 percent of our posts being insurance related Mm -hmm. and converting these to prospects, which we have been converting before. Mm -hmm. Now – we're asking for the money, if you know what I'm saying. We're no longer just going to, let's say, let's go to dinner, let's go to a movie. We are taking it to the next step.
0: And for those agents out there, let's drill down for just a second. Explain explain to the audience what a brand guide is. I think there's probably going to be a lot of agents that don't even know what that is.
1: I'm happy to uh, send you a link to it so you could actually have that where people could see my brand guide. It's about 32 pages. It's going to make and, and share with you everything from the size of our logo to the print. We only have two forms mm-hmm. of actual print mm-hmm. that we put put on any paper or any uh, YouTube video any any verbiage or language on any visual it stays specific it says what's in brand and what's not in brand so it's very 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 color conscience it's gonna focus on our colors uh, it's gonna focus on the design of our visuals so the actual shape we can only do very few shapes it is very specific to every detail, and people that question it. I would I would recommend you to Google, look at Apple, uh, Google any of the. major master branders out there, Nike, they do have some evidence out there that they show and they talk about brand guide and everything starts with your brand guide. Otherwise, what you're doing is you're kind of talking all over the place. Or for lack of a better word, you're taking mud and throwing it against the wall and hoping it's going to stick. Well, I'm not doing that. I'm very specific with the message, how the message is going to be visually seen and what colors is it going to be seen in. And it needs to be identical. You need to be able to identify that this is Paradiso. I'm happy to share that if you wanted to share it with the audience. but A- ab- I
0: Absolutely. Please do.
1: You will find that it is very specific to every detail. And you will see, uh, as we always tease, my, I got two full-time marketing people. That's all they do is social, digital, and traditional marketing. They do not have licenses. They have to stay within brand guide or the brand police will come after them. And we laugh about that, but they don't like when they're caught out of brand. Right. They're in trouble.
0: So let's drill down for just a second into social media. We're going to jump down in this real quick. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn. When you think of all the the social media platforms that are out there, what do you feel like uh, as an agent, smaller agency that's out there? What is is the one social media platform that you really feel like (laughs) Gives gives an agency kind of the best bang for their buck in terms of of what they could do.
1: If you say bang for the bucks, so you're talking dollars and cents. I'm going to tell you, Facebook. Okay. Uh, yeah. If you say non no money at all, where is the biggest place you're going to get your bang for your buck? Google Plus.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: Google Google Plus is owned by Google. Mm-hmm. The world of Google. Nobody ever says I'm going to Bing somebody. Mm-hmm. They say, or Yahoo something. They're going to say I'm going to Google it.
0: So our
2: producer here, who is not in the room currently, is a guy by the name of Johnny Gwynn. And is an advertising and branding genius and one of the most solid pieces of advice he ever gave me was that right there, Google yeah. Plus. Yeah.
1: Well, for two reasons. The first reason is um and I know I get some slack and some you know, crap for it, but you gotta play within the if, if a cop pulls you over and you get wise with him, he's gonna give you a ticket. If you're if you're nice to him you might you might not get a ticket. Why would you why would you go play in an arena that's not Google owned? Mm-hmm. And if you look at Google and Google Plus, Google Plus has circles, right? Everybody plays an arena. If you collect classic cars, you can play in that arena. If you like animals, animal lovers, or you love quotes, you can play in that arena. You can play. So it's very, very, very specific. So you can niche, which is extremely powerful. And then you have the power of Google. So if you're if you know what you're doing and you you have a good hashtag strategy, Google Plus is the place to play. And there's a four letter F word. It's free. <laughs> I love it.
0: I guess the next question I had for you today, and I, I, and this is really more for me than anybody else. Link, I wanted to ask you about LinkedIn. What, tell me your take on LinkedIn and what you think about that in terms of insurance agents marketing to LinkedIn for, uh, I guess, more B2B than B2C. But uh, what, what's your take on LinkedIn?
1: First and foremost, B 2 B, you there's so many people doing it wrong, and it's just my opinion. Not that it's not a, that it's perfect, but when you're connecting with people, the first thing you're doing is sending me a sales pitch. Peace, see you later. I'm done with you. Right. Uh, it's not why we're on B 2 B. Business to business is building a relationship, learning about people. That's there's a reason why it asks where you went to school, where you went to college, who you're connected with. It is about a relationship based. And I think you know m- my largest customer came started from a relationship through B2B, through LinkedIn, which is in excess of $2 million in premium right now. And that started from a relationship that started on LinkedIn. But the one thing we can't do is we can't push that. You need to reach out to people. You need to like their posts. You need to comment, hey, I like that quote. I live by that quote. Congratulations if they're celebrating something. You need to interact. Engage. I think face- Engage. You need Just needing,
2: and that's the way on air, that's every platform.
1: Absolutely. but. I think B two B you have to be really careful because I think more and more people realize you're just on LinkedIn just to sell and you're selling sending me that pitch the first second I meet you I- I'm gone I'm done with you I have no interest. In communicating with you, none whatsoever. Right, And uh, you just, you can't do that. I think if you take it slow, endorse your people that you're doing business with, or, you know, if, if somebody you've done business with, you're happy with, endorse them, communicate mm-hmm. with them. Hey, I, I would like to endorse you. Hey, I'm writing a recommendation for you, you know? Um, right. Communicate and, and reach out to them. Let them know what you're doing. I, I don't think there's any secret sauce. I think the secret sauce is too many people, and I, for lack of a better word, I'll call them meatheads. Why would you have a LinkedIn B2B program Profile and no picture. That's like getting up in the morning and saying, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna come to my office in Connecticut. Now, every state is different, but in Connecticut, the average agent is wearing a suit. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna come in my pajamas with with my with my slippers on. I'm not gonna brush my <laughs> teeth or comb my hair and I'm gonna come meet a customer. Right. Would I do that? No. What is the difference in LinkedIn when, when you don't put a picture or you don't fill out your profile? Why are you on LinkedIn? And if you look, there is an, a tremendous amount of people who have no they, they'll have 50% of their profile filled out and no picture. Right.
0: I guess moving on from that, and, and I, you bring up some fantastic points there. I wanted to ask you about Instagram as well. What, what are your thoughts on it?
1: I think Instagram is an absolute powerful tool. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a tool that I think it's a branding tool. Mm-hmm. So Instagram is very similar to Pinterest for those people that are listening that may not understand all of the social avenues that are out there. It is a visual content marketing tool meaning it's all about the visual, the content, the written content means very little. Mm-hmm. Although the hashtags in both of them play a huge, enormous role. So with that being said, you have the younger generation leaving. If you look at the, the dynamics of who's on Instagram, it's like Snapchat. The dynamics is much younger. So I do think there. if you have a brand guide and you're doing things correctly, I think you should be utilizing Instagram I think you should be utilizing Pinterest more and and, and a powerful hashtag strategy Mm -hmm. to generate more business and to write new business. Mm -hmm. So, for example, 81 to 82 percent of users of Pinterest are females. If you're selling personal lines, home and auto. Who do you think is the decision maker? That's exactly right. I know, I know. Yep. A room of guys, yeah, I'm the right. decision maker. You're full of beans. You're not the decision maker. <laughs> right, right, right. So just think eighty one to eighty two percent are on there. Seven percent of a hundred percent of the posts is where all the posts come from. And let me just repeat that. Everything you're seeing on Pinterest of all the users, only seven percent actually post visuals out there. What it is is reposting. So our goal is to to put out a a minimum of 50 hashtags per week and a minimum of 20 backlinks, which is backlinking within the verbiage underneath the visual uh, inside the Pinterest. So So you're
2: mentioning your website, basically.
1: Yeah, because what do we do if we sell business insurance? We're posting visuals. And if we find something like a home with damage, we're hashtagging CT home owners insurance. We're tagging hashtag Connecticut insurance, Mm -hmm. uh, CT insurance, and we're utilizing hashtag. You're probably saying, well, how are you crafting these? Well, first and foremost, if you want another four letter F word, that's great. I'll repeat myself. It's free. It's called PicMonkey. You can use that to create great visuals. And then what you just need to do is really come up with a hashtag strategy. And the hashtag strategy should be focused around what your personas are focused around. Mm -hmm. And I know we didn't get into personas, but personas are absolutely critical. And I'm happy to send you a blank persona that for the audience of, you cannot target market who you want to write for business in Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, or or blogging if you don't create personas. Personas are absolutely critical. Send that to to us
2: and we will put it in the show notes along with the brand guide.
1: So just quickly to take a snapshot of what I mean by this. So in the Pinterest world, I chase other people that are similar to me, which are classic car collectors. Mm -hmm. So when that being said, every single day, you are going to see me either if I'm on a car show, I'm going to snap pictures and put them in the world of Pinterest. But a lot of the stuff I'm doing is just regurgitating other content of people that shared their really cool cars. And then once I repin it, I'm repinning it with a hashtag classic car insurance, Connecticut classic car insurance, paradiso insurance. Um, so I I'm, I'm t- and, and if you look in the Pinterest world, I only really have one competitor and that's uh, the house of insurance out of Seattle. Mm-hmm. And I come across him all the time. I don't know who it is, but I can tell you he and I are about the only two in the world of Pinterest chasing classic cars, mm-hmm. trying to write more more business there. And it's interesting because a lot of people say, "Hey, why Pinterest?" Well, if you were like me and started in, in in the insurance industry from life insurance at New York Life, the first thing they taught me is once you get into a person's house, it is easy to sell somebody life insurance because there's a pain point. The pain point is what do you love? And what you love is very simple. What's hanging on your walls in your house? Right. What is the difference? And anybody that doesn't know Pinterest, all you're doing is pinning things to your board. It's like pinning pictures in your dining room.
2: It's their house.
1: Right. Absolutely. You can learn everything about if you want to know Chris Paradiso in two minutes, go to my Pinterest. You will know that I love the Yankees. You will know that I love America. You will know I respect the flag. You will know I will stand for the national anthem. I am loud and proud and I am not going to be shy of who I am. I I love you, Chris. If you love socks, there's a whole socks game there. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's who you are and you should not apologize for that. You are going to connect with other people. Who want to connect and buy from people that are similar? That's really what it's about.
2: I hate to break it to you, but one of the two guys you're talking to has a Red Sox hat on, and it's not me.
1: <laughs> well, I just pinned something this morning. I showed my wife. It was um, it was a dog with a Yankee cap pooping on a on a Red Sox. I it love it. Pretty funny. <laughs> Maybe it's the one sweet. he's wearing. Yeah. My yeah. wife is Irish and a Red Sox fan. I am Italian and. Have to be a Yankee fan.
0: So. I, I I completely understand. So, so. but I
1: I, res- I respect the Red Sox for one reason. There is nothing better in baseball than the rivalry of the Red Sox Yankees. Absolutely, period. absolutely. To
2: add a, a note on Instagram, I I get personally in in my agency. I get more business from Facebook than anywhere else. And, and this isn't this isn't to toot my own horn, but I get recognized at more places from Instagram. So I'll be out to dinner and somebody will say, "I saw you on Instagram." I don't get that often on Facebook.
1: So let me ask you a question. Are, are, when you're checking in or taking a picture, are you posting the location of where you're at?
2: Every single time.
1: Hmm. Interesting strategy. We didn't even get into that. It's like Yelp. Why in the world are you not checking in when you get into your office? Mm-hmm. On Facebook, if you like quotes like me, why in the world are you not pinning a quote checking in at your office at least once a week?
2: Right, exactly.
1: If you're real and you want to do two or three, you just have to be careful because if you're doing it so much that it looks intentional, it looks right. fake. Right. But I will post and check in into my office with a, a thought of the day, right? Mm-hmm. And whatever that thought might be, I am a big Mother Teresa fan. You'll see a lot about kindness, and I just think she's she's a saint. So I, I just love some of the stuff she teaches and speaks I will share that, but I will check in that I'm walking in my office as I'm sharing. The
2: exactly. And, and one, thing, check in. one thing one thing I'll do too, and, and this, you may agree or disagree with this, but one thing I, I try to do, so let's use a classic car thing for an example. Let's say I'm doing a post. I'm insuring a classic car. I will check in the location on Instagram, but I'll maybe do it at the Classic Car Association of Mobile, Alabama. That way I... It, People that like that kind of stuff will see that.
1: Absolutely. And the one thing that I have found, um, we do a lot of research. What I mean by that is not just actual research beforehand, but we'll try things. What we'll find is you'll see when I'm when I'm actually posting something, Chris Paradiso versus my marketing team, my marketing team will hit period, 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 and go down far enough when you see the visual. Mm-hmm. You can't see the hashtags. Right. Mm-hmm. And you will see that they get more traction than the, when I do it. Right. Now, if it's organic versus non-organic visuals, organic visuals meaning you're just out and about or someone walks in, you take a picture with them, uh, you will see those get more traction. When The most traction you're getting is if it's organic and you're hitting period, 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 and, and you're pushing the hashtags below so that visually it doesn't look like your hashtag stuffing. Right, um, right. But I, I will tell you there's a reason why – I mean, who owns Instagram? I don't know if everybody understands who owns Instagram, but um, absolutely. And, you know, the interesting thing, if you look at Facebook, which is a truly non-hashtag world, I mean, you can use them. What are they playing in your strategy? Very little. But now in Instagram, it's a hashtag world, right? Mm -hmm. right? So it's just it's interesting on where he moved. And did you notice the audience, the age level that moved from Facebook. When people say to me, Facebook is, is you know, I'm tired of hearing about it. You shouldn't be. If you're selling insurance to 35 to 60, 65-year-olds, there has never been a bigger audience in Facebook than now. One if thing you want to love... sell 21-year-olds, find Snapchat, find Instagram. Mm-hmm. I still do Instagram. I think it's an extremely powerful tool. I think you need to do it. But I think the strategy needs to be different than Facebook.
2: Right. Hey, one thing I love to add, about instagram and I, th- I think this rings true with pinterest as well is this might not still be true but at least a few years ago when i first got on it is you could not schedule post on instagram and i still think you can't therefore oh, i think
1: i think that that shows you that uh there's power first right. of all scheduling well, posts as a whole are, are going to limit your views it's going to limit your interactions people know right. you're scheduling the post right do we schedule post yes you will see that 72 to 75% of our posts are 100% posted at the time that we post them. We are not scheduling
2: them. Right. And and the the reason that I like that is the lazy marketers don't use it. Correct. Because of that. Also, it's a visual product, and insurance is so hard to, to portray visually that the lazy insurance agents don't use it. Right. And so you're you're, right. a, you're able to grab a huge market share. And to be honest with you, man, you, you kind of got me turned on a little bit with with Pinterest. I, I'm I'm yeah. I, I'm I'm heading back to the office as soon as we get done here. And that's 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 Pinterest
1: that's, accounts will be. Created. And don't
2: don't worry, I will stay away from <laughs> classic cars. Right,
1: right, right. No worries. There's plenty enough for all of us. And that's that's the one thing I, I hope we we boost and boast the most. Getting into this arena, and and let me just toot my horn just for one second, just a tiny little bit about Paradiso Presents. Paradiso Presents was created to help educate agents. 100% of the profits go to charity. It goes to charity for one reason. Guys, we are not competition amongst each other. When are we going to wake up and help each other? We are fighting each other in this industry, and there's a huge political wave, and I it makes me vomit mm-hmm. to even start talking about the political wave in the IA channel. It's it's such garbage. Right. Uh, because you know what, guys? 15 is going to get you 15, right? Right. Everybody knows that saying. We are being beaten up by Geico. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we are instead... The industry continues to fight each other. Why? If I sit down and I, I invite you to come to my agency, spend two days, three days, many people have. Just like I would ask to go down and I, I like to spend with other people. We should open our doors to each other to help each other for one reason. Every day you guys write more business and the IA channel, it's better for me. Because if I want my son to come in this industry, you are not a competition. The agencies up the road are not a competition. There is so much business. We should not be fighting. We should be sharing with each other our ideas. We should not be fighting with each other. And I say it and people say blah, 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 blah. But I truly believe the more we give to each other, the better our businesses get. Which Mm -hmm. the better and stronger the IA channel gets, the independent agent. And I know there's a lot of captive agents that are that are struggling. I I I'm not criticizing them. A lot of captives had no choice but to start captive. They come off independent, but the IA channel needs to stick together. Mm -hmm. And we need we need to get out of this political agenda. This is I only like this association. I hate this association. It's terrible. We need to really get focused and and come together because I think what's going on in the industry is agents selling to agents. Once we become a thought leader, we want to sell you something. And I I don't like that. I think it's America. You can make money. But, guys, if we share with each other and we help each other communicate, uh, if we share with each other our email marketing strategies, I can bet you um, they're drastically different. We need to open our eyes to each other and respect each other that we are not competition. Our true competition is Geico, Progressive, that we all write in our agencies, mm-hmm. uh, Liberty Mutual. They are our true competition, not each other.
2: Right. And, and to add a little bit of context of, of who you're talking to, you're talking to two guys who are are technically we would be competitors, but we're six hours apart. As of one month from today, my future wife is my next door competitor. So I completely relate to what you're saying. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it just uh, and I'll I'll continue to say it. People can either look at me and say I'm full of BS or, you know, they like the idea. But I I've learned from amazing, talented guys like Bob McCool, McCool and Associates, which he owns New Empire Group. Being on the advisory board of Rough Notes um, has has helped me with the older generation, the older generation. The one thing that the younger generation does is we find ways to criticize them. Right. I'm going to tell you something. We need to stop. We need to help them understand digital and social marketing. Because can I tell you something? They know their numbers and they know how to run their business better than the younger generation. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot we can learn from each other. And I've I've seen associations. I've seen magazines take shots at each other. And it makes no sense. Mm -hmm. I can tell you the most majority that I've learned on running a business and working outside rather than working in it has come from brilliant minds like Bob McCool. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, if you get a chance... Bob McCool, I call him the godfather of insurance. He has the respect of CEOs. He has the respect of other agents, and he doesn't like that term. But the guy is just magnificent for the industry. And I just I hate to see some of the younger generations, the thought leaders saying, well, guys like him are going to get bought up and eaten up. They're going to go out of business. They're going to do this. Well, you know, I mean, I, I was at a convention last year and a young gentleman, very small agency, stood up and said, well, if it if if agencies like this don't do something i'm gonna buy them and i gladly stood up and said excuse me he's 1.6 billion with a b dollars in annual commissions excuse me you are not going to buy him he flew here on his own personal jet right you better respect him absolutely and if smart you're going to ask him apologize mm. to him and you're going to take your hiney out to his agency to learn mm. how he's doing it absolutely and and it gets me angry because the the respect level has to be there over generations because we all have something to learn from each other.
0: I want to talk a little bit about, and I hate to change the subject because like you, I could sit there and listen and talk about that for the next hour and a half. But I want to talk a little bit about process. I feel like just listening to you talk that that you are, are, and I hate to say the word expert, but I think you've got a really good handle on your systems and processes. For the younger agents and the guys out there that aren't the the Bob McCool guys, let's talk a little bit about process and your thoughts on that, and, and maybe even talk a little bit about a little of what you guys do there at your at your agency.
1: I'm going to give you a quick snapshot of a, a variety. Okay. So. Uh, process and procedures are everything that's why most people can't grow by acquisition you can grow by acquisition but i think you're making a huge mistake because your process and procedures aren't down if you're smart and you want to grow my favorite person in the world is uh, agency performance partners uh, kelly piero some people say geez you know you, you know you're all in with her absolutely i'm all in with her and her company why because process and procedures and measuring and then going back and regurgitate what we did well and what we didn't do well to fix things is very important for example we call every single customer every single year for an account review Mm -hmm. we're not trying to get you to reshop your account but we need to do an account review we need to do an account review for two reasons first it is absolutely critical to the customer experience and an account review is going to consist of what reaching out to the customer hey We would like to check in and find out, have you done any additions to your house? Have you added a dog? Have you added a pool, et cetera? It is important that we do an account review. We are getting paid a residual income and we need to earn it. But I also believe it plays a huge role in making sure we're ensuring the right risks and that we have people covered properly. Renewal calls on personal or commercial absolutely critical 45 to 60 days prior to every single renewal every single person in this agency i don't care if you have a 200 dollars account or a two million dollar account now a two million dollar account is going to consist of me coming to sit down with you versus sure. a 200 dollars account sure. but at the end of the day everybody gets an account review that is a process That is absolutely second to none. And when we talk about the procedures of that process of the renewals, there is questions, and there's about 13 questions on personal lines on homeowners that we are going to ask every single person we're going to go through this list because it is absolutely critical for us to understand your risk and to be able to explain and answer any questions. We consider ourselves as an educator. A lot of people say it, but how many people are doing it? We want to educate you. We want to we want to talk about your coverages. We want to make sure seventy eight point two percent of our book of business has home auto and umbrella. Some people say it's high. Some people, I know, there's agencies out there doing it better than us. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to be up towards eighty five percent, but it is absolutely critical to the process and procedures. Mm-hmm. Just as the same as we have process and procedures with our marketing team. Our marketing team has to be 30 days out, minimally. The goal is to be 60 days out. That means that all of our content that we are going to produce for February 1 better be done by January 1. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that it's all scheduled. It means that we have the visuals created, the content written, the blog written, the content is ready. Now, we always have fillers. For example, if there is remember the mass shooting, mm-hmm. I was I was actually landed in Vegas the next morning. Obviously, you know you have content to go out, but mm-hmm. you may pull content off right. and change the content. You never hold yourself to because you don't know what's going to happen or what's going to change. Like the weather, we changed our blogs based on the weather mm-hmm. because of frozen pipes. Sure. We changed our visuals. Why? We changed them because. We felt that it's time to talk about the cold weather because we just went through 14 days of not going over 27 degrees Mm -hmm. and pipes were breaking. So you, you have to be prepared. The processes and procedures are absolutely critical to the overall success of any agency. I could go on and on and on about process and procedures. I I believe by preparing to succeed, everything is in the preparation. Like I teach my son in basketball. Basketball, you are not made or broken during the season. What kind of basketball player you're made is in the off season. It's the same thing with the strategy, whether it's being prepared for renewal calls on businesses, personal lines, or strategy within marketing. Mm -hmm. You cannot tell me I'm gonna create content this week for this week's postings. It doesn't work. Right. That's why the personas are absolutely key to your strategy of, of visual content marketing and blogging.
2: Chris, have you read uh, Fanatical Prospecting by Jeb Blunt?
1: I haven't, but you're the second person probably in a week that mentioned that.
2: It's it basically, in a nutshell, is it, what I like to do is read books and then sum them down to one sentence, and, and I keep that in my brain. And, and basically what it says is if you're struggling now sales wise, it's because you didn't process six months or didn't prospect six months to a year ago.
1: Absolutely. It's the exact same it- thing. You learn that at New York Life. They were they were feeders on that. They always said, w- what you do in January will pay off in either April or May. Right, they didn't say exactly. six months. They, they said three to four, but doesn't matter the equation. At the end of the day, you're still looking at three to six months. That's exactly you, right. What you're doing today, you cannot be prospecting today to think you're going to write business to make money today. It right. does not happen.
2: I always pride myself on, on good prospecting. That's, that's really what I focus on from day to day. Um, I really enjoy that. And... A lot, I've had agents um, talk to me before and, and they'll say, man, it just seems like stuff kind of falls in your lap. And I'm like, well, that's because you got to get your pipeline big enough that it appears that you know every every day, every other day, every week, somebody just pops up and says, hey, I'm ready to buy. That way you're not focused yep. on one client.
1: And your processes and procedures, if you are not tracking, you will never know how successful or what failures you're having in your processes and procedures. For example, we ran into a niche in June and July. We had uh, a couple people go out for maternity leaves. We got down to on personal lines. Our personal lines went down two people. What ended up happening is our renewal calls went down to seven days prior to renewal. Our retention changed from 92.8% to 88.4%. Wow. Now, some people say, oh, it's five points. Well, five points is thousands of dollars, and it's thousands of dollars today times that by the average person has three policies with me over five years. You could be in the millions. Give
2: us an idea of what that renewal call is like. The renewal call? Yes.
1: On personal or commercial? Personal. Personal. The first thing we, we start is, before I get into that, is the first thing we have to ask on every single account is we need to find out how you came to the agency. So even on a renewal call, if for some reason we don't have the source of lead, how you came in, if you came in from Google, I would simply say, hey Bradley, just a quick question. I noticed when you first did business with the agency, you said Google. Do you remember what you put in search? That is key, key content for our marketing team, which on occasion, somebody will move too fast on because there's three pieces of information we need to do anything for our agency. We need to have their email address, their cell phone number and source. So if you tell me, Google, I want to know what you put in the search board. If you told me a referral, I want to know who because we are rewarding that person. So even on a renewal call, three reasons. We need to still make sure that the source of lead is in there. And if it is in there, hey, just wanted to remind you, we got your name from Bradley. Uh, If you think about if we're doing well for you, we would love to have a referral just like how you came to us that would be great but we got it we have to have their cell phone because their cell phone is absolutely critical if you're not texting your customers um, our average age client is 47 years and eight months a large majority of them want to be text so we hopefully your management system has a texting system if not there's many other systems that you can use to just text absolutely key right Um, absolutely so, so if you don't have their cell phone what are you doing if you don't have their email, what are you doing? And any any producers for me, you you lose commissions. I don't cut commissions. You don't get any commissions. You need to provide three things on every single piece of business we either quote, we watch, we won't quote without all three sources and we will not if we write it, you lose all commissions. Mm-hmm. We need to have source We need to have cell phone. We need to have email because at the end of the day, it's costing the agency more money if we don't have that.
2: I'm sitting here nodding my head rapidly. Scott's worried about me. I agree 1000% with that.
1: Okay, so So that's the first part of tracking, right? So now we're going to get into communicating with them and we're going to first ask them if if it's not in our management system. My next question, my fourth question is going to be, Bradley, quick question I don't have in here. What is the best form for us to communicate? Is it email? Is it Facebook message? Is it text? Let me tell you something. A great customer experience is not one that it, I decide to email Bradley, and Bradley checks his email once a month. Right. And I can tell you a war story. I don't want to keep you on the phone long, about what we did on a fifteen thousand dollar account mm-hmm. that we reshopped out. We communicated with the guy. The guy said, "Great, I'm going to reshop," and, and we went over everything. His risk changed, so we needed to change the company. We emailed the quote. And the guy calls us back as we call him seven days, nine days, whatever it was before the renewal. I'm sorry. Never got your quote. Oh, we emailed you. It was real simple. Says to the lady, which we're on VoIP, so we have all the phone calls recorded. Ma'am, if you listen to me and my needs, you would know I only check my email once a month. I've told you guys that three times. Hmm. Now, that is a very valuable lesson. People and agency owners don't even know that they're losing business if you're not asking your customer. How do you want to communicate? Okay, Bradley, you say text. Great. What's the second way of communicating? God forbid we can't text you. Our system goes down. Okay, (laughs) a a, a phone call in the cell. Great. We need to have the two forms on how you want us to communicate because we need to be communicating the way you want to communicate.
2: I've got one more question for you. How bullish are you right now on video quote? And that just popped in my head.
1: I've opened several other agencies under different names. You'll probably ask why it still includes Paradiso. I'm opening my first agency, un- not under my name uh, in two weeks, under a different name, partnering with, uh, with a Medicare supplement form of an agency. Right. And um, so the other agency we opened about eight and a half months ago, it's BSP Insurance. Bon Giovanni Sloan and Paradiso Insurance out of Meriden, Connecticut. Seventy eight percent closing ratio with video proposals. Right. Almost 30 percent less when we email a quote and communicate, we still communicate. Now, there's two types of uh, video proposals you can use, but video proposals are that four letter F word. Free.
2: Free. And, and that's why I asked that, because I, I knew that figure. And I think I got that from you. And, and, and Scott's looking at me because we didn't we didn't plan to ask you that. But that popped in my head. And the reason I said that absolutely is, critical is
1: people want video. Right. People want video and people want video. If yeah. you don't think people want video, shame on you. Just look at the statistics of of YouTube. If people right. don't want YouTube, why is a billion views every couple of days? And, I mean, it's 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 absolutely ridiculous.
2: And I've I've recently actually implemented that in my my agency. And the first couple of times I did it, it was it felt weird, not because I was on camera, but it just it felt weird sending that video to that person. A few weeks in, the response has been astronomically good. I mean, everybody is coming how good, back. How and, good
1: is it for your E and
2: It's great because I have a record of me explaining. Yeah, exactly. And I, and, I can, everything. Yeah, and I can point out gaps and it's I mean it's it has been probably one of the best things I have done and I can 1000% see that closing ratio going up because of that
1: absolutely so. absolutely brilliant I, I applaud you for taking that step uh, because it is uncomfortable there's a lot of uncomfortable things mm-hmm. but nobody grows in comfort there's a reason why very few people survive selling insurance
0: Chris I, I've got two more questions then we're going to let sure. you go th- yeah, this, is, this has been one of the most amazing podcasts slash discussions I've been able to have with a with an insurance professional I I just again I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you being on with us today but my uh, before we move off process I had a question for you related to a day a day in the life of Chris I'm not going to get into what you do before you get to the office or after you leave but from the kind of the Nick Saban process of once you get to the office tell me about what a typical day is for you at the office What, what do you do during the day
1: Unfortunately, I can't answer it just that straight. Uh-huh. I'm a little unconventional. Okay. My social marketing starts at 3.45 3. at the latest. If you don't believe me, go on Twitter. You will see.
0: Now you're talking um, in the, at three three forty-five a.m.
1: Absolutely. Okay. The early bird gets the worm, and right. don't ever think that it doesn't work that way because mm-hmm. it does. When you're posting at four thirty, five o'clock, as you're working out on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. there's a reason why people say, "Chris, do you ever sleep?" Mm -hmm. You are everywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm everywhere because I'm beating people to the punch. Right. But you still have to put out good content. But it does play a role on beating people. to the And I'm not beating them by posting and and, and scheduling. Mm -hmm. I'm beating them because if I want to get to you in the world of Twitter, if I go to your Twitter feed and I like 15 posts in a row, Mm -hmm. there's a good chance I'm going to wake you up. Right. And the reason being is, is it's going to light your phone up. And I'm going to tell you, what is the average American have? Next to their bed, right? Your cell phone. So I have to start that way because that's the start of a successful day. Right. Um, Yes, I have to work out. Yes, I have to train. Mm -hmm. But while I'm training or working out, even before that, I am going to get a minimum of an hour of social and digital marketing before I ever get into the office. Gotcha. So once I get to the office every single day, if I'm in the office, I do travel quite a bit. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to spend 20 to 30 minutes listening to TED Talks. Like I said, I'm working on my business. You're not interrupting me while I listen to marketing tools, TED Talks, podcasts, something that's going to help me work on the business. That is a minimum of 30 minutes. And I say a minimum because sometimes it's twenty a 20 minute thing and I'll, I'll jot a few things down. That's where I start. The second thing I'm going to start in my days are usually already planned out. It's all on on prospecting. Prospecting to me is marketing. I am not the guy that's, that's sitting down. I sit down with maybe one to two customers a week. Now, granted, uh, we do run a special program and sometimes it's four or five, but these accounts are all in excess of a half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. So it, it's worth my time. But What's not worth my time, and I don't mean this in any disrespect to any of the customers is sitting down and selling a condo policy. Right. I spend my time working on email strategy, digital marketing strategy, where I can speak mm-hmm. in the community. I spend a lot of time uh, traveling around the community, giving out calendars because we have our own branded calendars. Hey, just wanted to you know thank you for being uh, you know contributing to the community. I want to drop this off, introduce myself. I spend time basically networking.
0: And when you say ninety
1: percent of my day is networking, whether it's networking in person, networking on uh, on video, because mm-hmm. we create a lot of video, you can see we've been creating video since two thousand and nine. Mm-hmm. So, and when you uh, say when you
0: say prospecting, you mean all kind of encompassing everything that you're talking about right now. Yes. Okay. Yes. Got gotcha.
1: Okay. There are groups. There are groups I belong to. I am not a big BNI guy in oh. person. That's just you know that's great for my outside producers. I don't. Mm-hmm. I find there's a bigger value in the masses for me. So. So I would rather get out there, and if it's Harford Business Journal or the local business chapter, trying to get into a breakfast and speaking and talking about uh, marketing, talking about insurance and different aspects of business. I own a brewery. I own uh, several other businesses, so uh, it allows me to talk about a wide variety of my marketing, Does whether it's brand guide. It doesn't matter which industry, whether it's the salon I own or the brewery I own or the technology company. It doesn't matter. We have one for everything. Right. So, And, and in um,
0: terms of complaints or issues related to the agency, maybe policy-specific or, or, or a customer that's upset about something, you do you, ha- you have, I assume, an agency manager that's handling most of that? Yep.
1: Okay. Agency manager, um, just so you know, every one of those comes through me. We love, love, love a company that we use called Rocket Referrals. Okay. Absolutely. If, if your agency doesn't have Rocket Referrals, you're crazy.
2: And, and what do you use 180- Rocket Referrals for?
1: Rocket Referrals sends out a survey, which we also have our our surveys built into our email marketing system. Mm -hmm. We are huge HubSpot fans, Mm -hmm. huge HubSpot fans, because that's that's not an email marketing tool. It is a complete marketing tool it is a social marketing tool a digital marketing tool an seo tool a website so it tracks my traffic to my website so i know who's coming to my website it's an email marketing tool it tracks everything so hubspot is an intricate part but what rocket referrals does is it ties into our management system because it's an open api Mm -hmm. and it emails people inside asking them a real simple question from one to ten uh how likely are you to refer and if they and if they give a ten, then they get another email. Thank you for the very nice response. We would love a Google or Facebook review. Would you mind clicking on one of the buttons and leaving a review? Gotcha.
2: I, so, I'm actually in the middle of going back and forth with a sales rep, and I'm about to pull the trigger on Rocket Referrals. That's that's why I asked.
1: Love Rocket Referrals. There's no games with these guys. Uh, right. There's no contract. You know, basically, you like it for a month. That's great. Mm-hmm. You like it for three months. That's great. You like you cancel it anytime you want. Uh, There's something to be said. It's a very simple tool, very inexpensive. You're crazy not to implement. I do get complaints. There's no question. Mm -hmm. When I get a complaint, the first thing, if it's personal lines, it goes, it comes to me. I send it off to the manager. Say, can you please look into this, see what happens, Mm -hmm. and call the customer. She then gets back to me within 24 hours. I then write a note, and then the one week from the time that that's come in, I reach out to them to schedule a call. So I want to talk to everybody who's had a bad experience. Mm-hmm. Anything that, that's an eight or lower, I call. Even though an eight is not a bad response. An eight is not a 10. How do I get to be a 10?
2: How often are, is Rocket Referral sending that email to?
1: Every single day, seven days a week.
2: So they get an email every, every client gets an email from you every day?
1: No, no, no. It, I don't know how the algorithm works or how, you know, and they they didn't give me an so answer So they, they
2: do that, okay, gotcha. It,
1: it, it's built into the system. It, it, it trickles. I mean, I have thousands of customers, but it only, I only, it only sends out 10 to 15 a day. Mm -hmm. So it's, and if nobody responds, it might be nine months later, they're going to get another one. They're not getting one every day. Right. If they don't respond, they throw it out. That's fine. But they're going to be put back in the loop to get another one within the year. Right. Right.
0: So Chris, last question, and then we're going to let you go. Uh, And and this was one I thought of this morning as I was driving down here. If I had a crystal ball for you and I could set it in front of you and I asked you, in 15 years, what will the PNC industry look like in terms of agencies? What do you feel like the property and casualty insurance agency, what will it look like 15 years from now?
1: I still believe it will look similar. It okay. will look different, but it will look similar. There will be more big box insurance. Uh-huh. There's no question. There will be more policies. And the policies we are selling today are going to change. They are not going to be the same policies as we're selling today. And answering this... As much as I say it's going to be similar, there is going to be significantly less agents or agency owners because the big boys will continue to get big. Mm-hmm. What we're having is very similar to hardware stores. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be to that severity. Mm-hmm. But you're seeing, you know, when you saw the hardware stores, they could not survive because of, of Big Box, right, because of Home Depot and Lowe's. We are going to survive. It's right. there's just going to be fewer agencies. Every town is not going to have a homegrown agency in 15 years. Right. Because as people continue to age, the younger generation become more buyers in the insurance world. There is going to be more insurance sold where there's going to be less brick and mortar. Right. And if if there is brick and mortar, guys like me, even today, how many people would say, I write in 38 states, I live in a town of less than 12,000 people, and I have employees in Florida and other states.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Reminds me of Jason Cass. You know, he likes, yes. he likes to talk about his CSR lives 936 miles away from him.
1: <laughs> the um, one thing I don't believe is I don't believe that we should be broadcasting that to our clients.
2: Right, right. Mm-hmm.
1: Because if you tell me you're working out of your basement, the first thing that comes to my mind Your family. (laughs) Right. Right. But if you tell me business owner to business owner that, you know, I'm I'm a guy who loves this country. I am not a guy that's going to hire Chinese or go over to China, go over to any other country to hire employees to do my any of my years. I'm not going to do it. I refuse to. I don't care what the cost is. I am a believer. My grandfather came to this country, fought for this country in World War One at a very young age and did not speak English. The day he died, one of the first last days that he was alive, he had told me when you someday when you get married and have kids, you are going to stay in this. Even though we're Italian, we're American first. And Mm -hmm. I'll never forget it. Wow. Never forget it. So I I think the industry is going to change. And it's going to change a lot. But I do not believe the agencies, I don't believe there's a demise of of the IA channel. I believe it's going to continue to be harder to survive. Commissions are going to be less. Carriers are going to continue to put more on our plate, which when, when commissions become less and we have more on our plate, our profit margins are slim. So the smaller agents, there's going to be a heck of a lot less one to five man operations or right. five women operations. Right. Right. And, and it's,
2: you know, Gary Vee talked about this. I was watching an Ask Gary V episode from a year ago uh, with a real estate guy in New York, and they were talking about the real estate industry, but they actually brought insurance up. And Gary said, you know, what happens when a market and an industry changes is the guys who are at the top, the A players, they don't go away. They get bigger. It's the mediocre, yeah. the mediocre that disappear. Right.
1: Absolutely, and I agree. There are still going to be five-person operations. There's just going to be less. And if you look at it now, you look at like the Sand Group. They continue to grow. They've done a great job. But there is an enormous amount of zero to five, six, eight-person operations. I think being in an association like that, I think what's going to happen is SAN is going to get stronger, and how they're going to get stronger is the successful six-man, six-woman operations will be buying within other SAN operations. So I don't think those type of associations are going to lose. I just think that the smaller operations will continue to be slimmer because the profit margins aren't there. And what you are seeing, especially what I'm seeing, and I'm – meeting with a couple agency owners that are 65 years old, he simply says, Chris, I closed my office. I no longer have an office. I no longer have staff. I turned my whole personal lines book over to a call center. They take 30 percent and I'm still making more money that way than selling my book of business. And I just sell commercial. Wow. And there's more and more of this happening. Whoever thought 15 years ago that that would be happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And his retention went up. And I and I asked him, I said, Dana, why would your retention go up? Well, it's easy. They actually call mm-hmm. my customers. Mm-hmm. They actually answer my, my customer's phone at five thirty six o'clock when we didn't. We closed at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. We weren't open on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. How can we not be open on Saturdays? We're open every Saturday. So I think it's going to evolve. No worries to the agency. Anybody that's blowing smoke up their high knees saying we're going to be gone. We are not going to be gone. Mm-hmm. It's going to evolve. It's going to change. I think technology will be the largest component of change. The mm-hmm. insure tech world is making a wave now. Uh, lemonade has pushed people to a whole different level. And now is you're seeing carriers actually take large sums of money in, in trying to insure in the insure tech world because they know the movement's not... It's not frozen yogurt. Right. It's not a fad. Right. Frozen yogurt's a fad. Sweet frogs will be out of business just like TCBYs were. It's a fad. Insure tech is not a fad. The technology is here. It's growing. It's getting stronger. It's getting better. We just need... The agency management systems to open their APIs and become a little bit more friendly towards us, agency owners Mm -hmm. and carriers, too. We need everybody to come together and kind of open up a little bit so we can get some of this technology to work together. It is going to continue to change. And uh, if we don't change, like a lot of agencies, what are you doing? Your book of business is either going to be depreciated. I mean, it's kind of like they say that there's an excess of still thirty eight percent of agency owners, and I don't I got this number. I'm pretty sure it came from Forrester that don't have websites. How don't you have a website in today's time? Wow
0: Chris, I hate to leave you i I could sit here and literally do this podcast with you for five hours i i I, I don't know guys if, if if you're listening to this podcast. If you don't take this podcast, and you have friends that are insurance agents, and you don't share this podcast with them, as much fantastic information as Chris has just shared with us, you are wrong. I challenge you as an insurance agent, share this podcast, help as many insurance agents as you possibly can. And if you get the chance, you need to go to Miami, Florida on January 24th, Hard Rock Stadium. And you need to listen to Chris and the rest of the group down there at Agent 2021 and the Gary Vaynerchuk group that's going to be down there speaking. Now, tell you this too, guys. If you love the podcast, subscribe to it. Chris, I cannot tell you enough how much I appreciate you being on this podcast. And if there's ever anything that I can do for you, please, please, please do not hesitate to call, write, my my name again, guys, Scott Howell, the Insurance guy online.com Chris, thank you again for joining us. Bradley.
2: Chris, really appreciate it, man.
1: Thanks for having me. Much appreciated, guys. Absolutely. Keep doing the good work.
0: Absolutely. Guys, insurance agents around the world, my name is Scott Howell, the insurance guy online.com Remember, rewards come from action, not discussion. You cannot sit behind your office desk and aggressively wait on the phone to ring. You need to get your ass out there. You need to go sell insurance. You need to write good business for the agency that you represent and write good business for the companies that you represent. Guys, have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time on the Insurance Guys podcast. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com.